2: proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field.
1: Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't
3: make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who go away.
0: It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans. Where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH!
2: I-O! Welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs, and I am joined tonight by three amigos. JR is right below me. Chris is diagonal from me. I got to get this right. I feel like the Brady Bunch, guys. Like, everybody just kind of looking up at you. JR, look up at me. Look up. Zach, was down. Uh, D- down, Zach. There you go. Chris, uh, to your right. To your right, Chris. <laughs> Chris that's
1: like, that's my right right there.
2: <laughs> I said to your right. <laughs> we'll have to practice that. That didn't go very good. <laughs> welcome in. Welcome back, everybody. We punch. We appreciate each and every single one of you coming in tonight. It is so awesome to have all of you guys. Do us a big favor. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up if you're already in to to chat tonight on YouTube. Get that done, Chris. We hit a thousand subscribers yes, Friday night did. when we were live. When we we about broke the internet. We were the only O H or the only Ohio State podcast on YouTube at the moment. When Caleb Downs decided to uh, be a Buckeye, and lo and behold, everybody showed up.
1: Did you see wills comment there? You know, we got uh, we were live Friday. We got downs today We get uh, saying he thinks we need to go live a little bit more
2: <laughs> <laughs> So what you're saying will is we are a good luck charm to one Orion day. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's 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 awesome um, You know, it is great to have each and every single one of you in the chat We really do appreciate you like I said, give us a thumbs up that helps out the, the show if you haven't already subscribe ring the bell you'll be notified uh, we're on Facebook over at The Ohio Podcast on Facebook. We're also at on the X at The Ohio Pod. Check us out over there as well. Uh, you can read articles written by myself and other great writers at ScarletAndGame.com, which is owned by Fansided, and we are the official Ohio State podcast of Fansided, which means if you don't want to look at our faces – and who can blame you you can check us out wherever you get podcasts itunes spotify stitcher you name it we're there including this guy's podcast who's beside me one zach guggenheim from the big 10 football talk podcast zach welcome in great to have you with us tonight Yo, i'm so
3: pumped to be with you guys thanks for having me on the show
2: oh we're we're great to have you and here's what we're gonna do guys we're gonna talk big 10. uh Obviously, we're going to talk about the new quarterback that decided to uh, leave Alabama, Tuscaloosa, to come to Columbus, Ohio. And by the way, Aaron and I did a did a short video yesterday. I I got to talk about this. There, the Georgia, the Alabama guys, and the Georgia guys who are crying right now that these guys are choosing Ohio State is absolutely making my day. The I got to be careful here because we're at a thousand subscribers, so people are watching us now. <laughs> um, so I got to be very careful here now. There is someone who is well-known in uh, putting in crystal balls for Georgia. How's that? Was that good enough information? Okay. He said, what does Columbus, Ohio have that Athens, Georgia does it? And he was so jealous. I was like, dude, try like $2 million per player. Like that That might do it for you. I don't know, you know. And we have more snow than you guys does right now as well. And colder temperatures. So we have all of that going for us, and we also have two five-star quarterbacks now. Let's dive into that, mm-hmm. uh, Jr. I'm going to turn it over to you first because you got some juicy news as well. Before we start throwing questions over there at Zach about the Big Ten, but Jr., tell us a little bit about what happened today, and the 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 news and rumors floating around Old C Bus about players wanting to take that trip from Tuscaloosa up to Columbus.
4: Well, yeah, now that I have my nickname, I feel like I need, like, some kind of, like, bumper or something like that, you know, like, Doo, do 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 in the know or something, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, <clears throat> yeah, so when we got off on Friday, um, I obviously uh, got home and everything, because I don't, I don't podcast from home because my internet's not as good there, but uh, I got home, and I have a few people that I'm connected with, and I just messaged them and said, man, I bet it is just... Electric in Columbus right now and the Woody and everything and they just simply said you would not believe What all is going on and I was like spill. Let me know what's happening uh, and so they said they couldn't tell me everything but Apparently after Caleb Downs committed on Friday night uh, Keon who who is at Alabama freshman five-star Ohio State really really wanted him bad, but he chose Alabama Uh, I believe they believe same class as Julian saying and uh, Caleb or as Caleb Downs, I apologize. Same class as Caleb Downs. Apparently after that happened, a representative of Keon Keely, I'm not allowed to know who, because you know, all this stuff can get complicated with tampering and everything like that. But uh, apparently a representative from Keon Keely reached out to Ohio state and simply asked if he were to enter the portal, would Ohio State be interested? I'm not told what Ohio State's answer was specifically, but I was told it was around something to the saying of yes. And that was all I was told. So I'm not saying Keon Keely's going to enter the transfer portal. I'm not saying he's a lock for Ohio State. Far from that. Keon Keely could be doing this with the likes of Notre Dame as well. But I am saying that there is interest there. And there is a possibility of that happening. Um, at some point, I don't have a timetable or anything like that. Got pretty limited information, but I wanted to really relay that to everybody here.
2: So if he jumps in the portal, you're saying it, there's a very, very good chance it's to come to Columbus.
4: Um, I think, I think there's a good, good chance. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't know if he, you know, the other suitors for this would be like Georgia, Notre Dame. Um, I think Michigan in the past might've been, but they kind of have a little bit of a, you know, black, black eye right now with the cheating stuff and everything going on. So people aren't really sure about them. If you notice, not very many transfers are going there, um, kind of for a reason, but, but anyway, so I'm not saying that his only choice is Ohio State, but I am saying that if he were to enter the portal, Ohio State would definitely be up there. I think it would probably be if he entered, I think it would probably be between us and Notre Dame. That's just my speculation.
2: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Chris, go to you next, man. What's going on with this quarterback situation where – We have not one, but now two five-stars coming to Ohio State. Julian saying, after basically being in Tuscaloosa for a couple weeks, practicing with the team in preparation for the bowl, his head coach leaves, he jumps in the portal, and he decides he's not afraid of competition. He's going to head to Columbus. Two five-stars now, five quarterbacks in that quarterback room. What's going on, man?
1: Well, first of all, I was very concerned about this at first thinking – uh-oh, he's jumping in. Aaron Nolan's going to jump out. But I've heard some uh, from some sources that Aaron Nolan has said he's on board. He's at Buckeye. He's going to be here. So he's clearly not afraid of competition. Uh, I don't think Sands afraid of competition. I think this is a great thing when we have two guys of this caliber um, who are ready to come out and ball at Ohio State. And, and let's face it, um, I think the favorite coming in is still – Will Howard, obviously, to start this season, given his experience. But, you know what, we've now got two five-star guys who can push him. What this does is it kind of creates at least an odd man out, if not two odd man out situation for, um, excuse me, Devin Brown and Lincoln uh, Keenholz. Um, I cannot imagine that either of these guys, if we keep the other three, I cannot imagine that at least one, if not both, of these guys are not in the portal post spring game.
2: Okay, good deal. Uh, Jake or Zach? Sorry, gosh, I'm uh, again. I'm under the weather tonight, guys. Please, please forgive me. Jake Detweiler asks, "Love all the or says all the love all the meat chicken fans crying on social media with everything that's going on, Zach with Ohio State right now in the portal." Uh, what is the rest of the Big Ten talking about with this? What, what are their thoughts?
3: Well, I, I think the immediate thought is, oh, they're just buying their team, which in some ways, yes, Ohio State finally got their NIL stuff together. But I, I think the, the, the reasonable fans, and there's a lot of smart Big Ten fans out there, um, they understand that Ryan Day is sick and tired of losing to Michigan. He's sick and tired of playing second fiddle. And so they see what he's doing. And I think Mark Pantone probably put put it out there in a GIF. Uh, he's pushing all his chips in. And he's saying, this is this is what we're doing. We're just going up all, all in. And I think it has very clearly elevated Ohio State from one of the top four or five teams for next year to, I think, easily the favorite and, and probably – a couple shades above Oregon. I think they, people see Ohio state, Oregon as kind of the top two of the conference. Um, I've got a good friend of mine, uh, Chris Ebersaw, who who might be listening right now. He's a Penn state guy, uh, good friend. And he, he immediately texted me after Caleb downs and he's like, Ohio state, Georgia, Oregon, like are the national championship contenders next year. Like they're the favorites. And I would agree. I, and I think, I think the rest of the Big Ten sees what Ohio State's doing, and they're like,
1: oh, boy, they've gotten they've gotten real serious.
2: So, uh, Go ahead, Chris. Go, go Zach,
1: Zach, do you think this has anything to do with kind of the fact that Ryan Day has been on the hot seat as well? Do you think this is Ryan Day saying, okay, you know what? I see what's going on. I know that this is a must-win season at this point. I've got to go out and do something drastic to get it done.
3: Absolutely. And I think it's compounded by the reality that Michigan is no longer like the speed bump. They are, they are what you want to be aside from, you know, cheating, right? They are the national champions. They are the one, like it's no longer Bama or Georgia. Now, granted, Georgia will always be, Georgia and Bama will always kind of be the standard that in our minds, but now Michigan is there. And so it's not just that we have to get over the hump against Michigan. It's we've got to get over the hump because they've got what we want, which I think adds another layer to this. Because remember back when, back when Ryan day took over, like Michigan was a top 25 program. They were good, but they hadn't won the big 10 in 17 years from 2021. Yeah. Now all of a sudden they've won the big 10, three years in a row and they're the national champions, it just completely adds fuel to the fire for them because that's where they want to be.
1: You know, you mentioned that the uh, situation in Ann Arbor, do you think there's still going to be any significant penalties dispensed by the NCAA? And do you think one of those penalties might involve vacating that national title?
3: I So the NCAA president, I believe came out at some point and said they, they, that they won the title fair and square. I, I think I remember seeing that. That being Um, said,
1: they didn't get their fair and square. So it was a title.
3: Yeah. So I, I've tried to steer clear of any, anything other than what's been, what's been specified. And so in, in my mind, I, I don't know what to expect in terms of penalties. Um, I think, it could be as bad as a bull ban and recruiting uh, – like loss of uh, scholarships. I don't think they'll vacate the title. And and I'll be honest. I I know there's a lot of people, a lot of Ohio State fans that would like that. I think vacati- vacating the title is stupid because we saw it happen. It's like USC in 2004. Right. right? Like – but I <sighs> – I think it really depends on how hard the NCAA goes. You know, right now they're they're focusing on Florida State and Florida for some of the NIL violations. I I just don't know. I feel like it's this whole situation with Michigan is unprecedented and there's no like former punishment to go off of. And so I could see it being massive. I could see it. I could see the NCAA turtling and not doing anything. Um, I, I I, would think they will do something, but it's just unprecedented
4: territory. Zach, I'm curious uh, to switch gears for a second. I know everybody likes to talk about Michigan's downfall, and I'm sure we'll get back to that at some point. <laughs> <but. clears throat> Um, One team that I've actually not even talked about much on the Big Ten huddle has been Penn State. Um, Obviously, Julian Fleming has gone there, and uh, I I don't know if anybody else saw, but he, like, did a commercial for (laughs) a car. (laughs) uh a a car salesman there and that was kind of fun uh actually that was a really fun commercial i wish ohio state would have some of their guys do that um Mm -hmm. but julian fleming coming in aj harris from georgia is coming in i saw somebody today say that ohio state only has a two-game schedule next year which is oregon and michigan they actually left penn state out completely um what are your kind of vibes on penn state Uh, with, are they going to be considered a top 10 team again next year? Do you think they're going to get kind of left behind with the addition of USC and Oregon? What are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, it's a good question. I think it really depends on the development of Drew Aller with their new offensive coordinator, Andy Kotelnicki. I think if Kotelnicki, like Kotelnicki was a great hire for them and I think if he gets Aller to be who we thought he could be, I do think they can be a a player in the big 10 race. People forget that before this season, a lot of people thought that Singleton and Allen might have been the best running back duo in the country. And I think they had a bit of a sophomore slump. I think Singleton maybe gained a little, a little too much weight. And so a lot of his shiftiness, uh, kind of went away. He was still dynamic at times, but I, I wonder if they get back to the basics. Kotal Nikki really works with that offense, that, that offensive line. I know they lose fashion that's, that's a big loss for them, but I, that offensive coordinator hire is really good. And Tom Allen is coming in for Manny Diaz. I think it's a great hire. Losing Manny Diaz is not ideal for sure, but Tom Allen, I think jr you and i were talking about this on on one of the episodes of the big town huddle tom allen has always been a better coordinator than a head coach mm-hmm. and so people who hear tom allen they they think oh tom allen you know whatever he just got fired this is i think a sweet spot for him you know they got aj harris the corner out of, of georgia to replace their uh one of their stud corners um they, they lose some on defense but Ohio State has to go to Happy Valley, and that is a hard place to play. And regardless of the talent gap at times, Penn State always plays Ohio State tough. And so i I would not say it's a two game schedule. I would say it's at least a three game schedule. Um, and I think there's I think there's a couple other I hate using the words trap games, but you know, Nebraska is a like I think could be sneaky good next year. And you know, they get them at home. I, I think Iowa is always a hard game to predict because of the defense, because of Ference, and who knows what's going to happen with the offensive coordinator. But again, they just got Caden Proctor. So I, would I say it's a, I think there's two marquee games in Oregon and Michigan, but I think Penn state could easily be a top 15 top 10 matchup, especially with cuddle Nicky coordinating that offense.
2: Put your Big Ten questions for Zach in the comments section. We'll see if we can get to a few of them here. Uh, Zach, do you agree? This is a two part question. Number one Do you agree, Ohio State, Oregon, that Team Up North and Penn State are the four best rosters heading into 2024?
3: You said Ohio State, Team Up North, Penn State, Michigan?
2: Uh, no, I said Oregon, okay. Ohio State, right, Oregon. Team Up North, and Penn State.
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think Washington. If they're, oh, if, sorry, they're the,
2: if they're the top four, who's number five in your opinion? Ooh, that's a good question. Thank um, you. Thank you.
3: That's a very good question. It's hard to it's it's honestly, I think it's hard to tell because I think USC would be like the knee jerk. They lose a lot. Like if you look at their roster and they're they're too deep like a lot of their offense is gone. A lot of their defense is gone. And then a, a lot of their guys went in the transfer portal. If you look at Washington, they might literally lose their whole offense. They, I think their entire starting 11 might be either in the NFL draft or in the transfer portal after Kalen DeBoer left. And they, they lose, I think their three best players on defense. And so I I would probably still default to USC. You know, the Branch brothers are dynamic. You know, Miller-Moss showed a lot in the bowl game. Uh, They've gotten some good transfers. They've recruited well. I I think the problem, you know, I I, I was probably a little too harsh with USC before the bowl game. I said, they're not going to make a bowl game. They're probably going to make a bowl game. They're probably going to win at least eight games. But that schedule is very, very difficult. And so they might be the fifth best roster, but they they play LSU and Notre Dame out of conference. And then if you look at the rest of the Big Ten schedule, they go to Michigan, they go to Washington, they go across the country to Maryland, and then they host Nebraska and Penn State and Wisconsin. And I think all three of those teams – well, Michigan I think is a better roster – and then if you look at Nebraska and Wisconsin, I think they are impro- going to be much improved teams.
4: Uh, Zach, okay. somebody that um, went away from USC, as we were talking about them a little bit, in uh, Ohio State fans kind of wanted, I know I personally was interested in having him, was Tackett Curtis, uh, who went to Wisconsin. What are kind of some of your expectations for Wisconsin next year? I thought maybe... Uh, they might be up there for you as well as maybe possibly that fifth spot. Um, I know that I am a little bit higher on them because of Luke Fickle and Phil Longo uh, and that whole situation up there. Uh, but I've not looked as deeply into the talent that they have amassed this offseason.
3: Yeah, I, I thought about Wisconsin. I think the hard thing with Wisconsin is I, I just feel like there's a lot of unknowns and so I think Will Pauling coming back at receiver, like he really caught on and you saw him in the bowl game, right? I, I don't think anyone expected that Wisconsin would keep it within two touchdowns of LSU and they, they should have won that game. And so I think Wisconsin does have a lot of talent. I think my big question mark is I think Tyler Van Dyke has a lot of potential coming in at a quarterback. He's a transfer from Miami but does he kind of have a slow start similar to Tanner Mordecai? Like I was very high on Tanner Mordecai coming into the season. And I I think this is just something, uh, maybe a referendum on transfer quarterbacks in general. And this is why I'm a little concerned about Ohio state with Will Howard is sometimes it takes a while for those transfer quarterbacks to really get comfortable. Like Bo Nix, uh, it took him a while and Michael Penix, you know, they, they had good seasons. They're, they're, first years but it was really year two that they really popped and i I, i'm concerned about that with tyler van dyke and honestly a little concerned about that with will howard too i think van dyke's talented but how is he going to fit into that offense i think tackett curtis is a good addition for them on defense i thought they recruited uh you know they, they recruited like their wisconsin right they had good offensive linemen good tight ends you know got a, a couple of key pieces in the portal. so they're definitely in the mix and they th- I think Luke Fickle will do well with the expectations a little lower. I think people were really expecting them to win the West this year and I think it just it was probably too much pressure for them. I think they're going to thrive in maybe people expecting them to be maybe a mid-tier big 10 team.
4: Uh, real fast before we get on to the next one, this would be really fast. Who wins next year, Wisconsin or Alabama? At Wisconsin, Alabama's finally com- coming up north. Oh wow! I, I know I'm putting <sighs> you on the spot.
2: <laughs> so I would, I would need, you know, that's the jump around versus Sweet Home Alabama game. <laughs> well, <Woof. laughs> you can't get more opposite than those two, those two little ditties.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I, I still, there's a couple things that's going to this. One is Kalen DeBoer is a phenomenal coach. I mean, he, he just wins games that nobody expects him to win, right? He beat Oregon twice as the underdog, uh, beat Texas. When people thought Texas would beat them and now he's at Alabama. And so I know they've lost a lot of talent. I would price at this point, still pick Alabama, but again, we're, we're, eight months away. we still have a lot of roster changing to do. Um, I I think people forget how well Alabama has recruited. And I know they're losing a lot of guys. They've lost a lot of guys, but I, I'll probably say Alabama until Wisconsin proves otherwise is probably, which is probably not a fair assessment, but I just think you look at the overall talent, even with everyone
2: leaving. I got a fancy. I, I, I got there. a. Sorry, I got a question from Bobby McCormick that we need to read here for Zach. What will be the biggest upset in the Big Ten next year? Boy, he's really pulling on your schedule knowledge here. <laughs> yeah. So
3: I I said this, and this is I'm actually dropping an episode with uh, Justin Adams about Nebraska tomorrow morning. I've got Nebraska at USC circled. Like, I think Nebraska gets USC. I think it might be the, a defining game for their season. I I think people look at this year with Nebraska and think that they – five and seven. I think there's a lot of people thinking, oh, this is just an extension of Scott Frost. That's not what they think inside that that locker room, inside the athletic department – I think they have the staff. I think they got um, you know, they have Dylan Rayola. I think I think he starts, and that's f- that's from Justin Adams, what he was saying. Uh Dylan Rayola starts and they have a very manageable schedule early. But I think they have a lot of tough games in the back half of that schedule, but I think they get
2: USC. That's a good one. That's a good one. Chris Smith has a he just had a <laughs> He says the Fighting Fickles beat the Cousin, cousin Chasers in Madison.
3: <laughs> See, I, so, so I, I got a little personal stake in this too because my aunt is a big Bama fan and she's already mad at me because – well, I'm, I'm assuming she's mad at me because Ohio State has gotten Julian Sayan and Caleb Downs and uh, Seth McLaughlin. And so I, 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 I got to be careful what I say about Alabama right now. <laughs>
2: This is this is wild. The chat just all over this. This is one of your guys right here, Zach. Oh, Yankee Wolverine. The fact. Oh my as- guy. Yeah. The fact we're asking who will win, whiskey or Bama, must have Bama <laughs> fans looking for sharp objects.
4: <laughs> That's a good one. <coughs> I like too. He talks to me on Twitter.
2: Nicholas He's Quint. Awesome. Bama is going to take a dip. All the players leaving, and Sabin no longer there. Um. So, have you guys seen? The guy from Alabama who is like whining that this is so unfair and how the transfer portal has ruined college football. I'm like, dude, you've won seven national championships in like, what was it? 16 years? Two decades, yeah. Seven national championships. And you're talking about what's unfair. Welcome to being a college football fan, bro. (laughs) Like, dude, come on, man. So, oh. so,
1: Zach, I got to ask. We've talked about the player movement a little bit, but there's a ton of new coaches in the Big Ten. You know, we've got uh, we don't know who's going to be on Michigan's sideline next year. You yep. got David Braun, you know, coming off in a probably eight and five finish, uh, you know, at don't Northwestern.
2: For, don't forget this one, Chris. The Bob, the Bill O'Brien you know, hire I'll, for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I'm focused on Zach head coaches. Zach, settle this one
4: later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm just focusing on head coaches with this question. We got David Brom Fair enough. You, you've got you know, he's the permanent replacement for Patty Fitz now. We got Michigan State hiring Jonathan Jonathan Smith from
2: Oregon State. And he deserved that job at Northwestern, he, he by did. mind you. He earned he that did. thing. Eight and
1: five yes, and a bowl win. Absolutely. Coach uh, of the
2: year,
3: easily.
1: You look at Indiana hiring uh Kurt Signetti uh, from from james madison who that that dude's (laughs) cool. he he may be but 11 and 2 and taking james madison to a bowl game which they shouldn't have been eligible for but
2: chris you don't come in to in your in your in the first basketball game and grab the microphone and go like purdue sucks michigan sucks Ohio State, Stop. like, have you not watched college football, bro? Like, well, you know Indiana, what? Indiana's on, I think, a twenty-eight game losing streak to Ohio State, okay, well, man. I get,
1: I get your point.
2: All I'm saying is, Indiana let me finish here. The get to the question. Schools
4: with a lower than fifty percent win percentage in the Power Five. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. And, and then, of
1: course, we've got Jetfish in at Washington, or uh, in uh, at Washington with uh deboers uh, going to uh
2: alabama can i can i also who, put, who the- <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry to interrupt you but from here on out on this podcast can we now call washington can we Washington? can we do that for for, for just i think it just fits washington. right if you're gonna if you're gonna come washington. to washington. to the big 10 you're the Washington puppies you're the Washington hooky hookies the huskies. The Washington he's on, Huskies. He's on a
1: roll tonight. Can you guys tell he's on a roll?
2: <laughs> My medicine's kicking in. I'm a little bit loopy. I, say, I apologize. You know, so anyhow, I know, Zach, Eric,
1: who do you I, think is gonna have the biggest impact in the coaching ranks this year at in the Big Ten?
3: So ironically, I loved I loved what Kurt Signetti said at the basketball game. Um because he I, I think because he knows who the big dogs are and he's not shying away from it. Now I think he's gonna get smacked. He's gonna get. Um, yeah, he's gonna get hammered. <laughs> um, I it's hard because I I think David Braun proved that he is a phenomenal coach, but then you look at the recruiting. You know what he their recruiting class is ranked 107th in the country. the The second worst in the Big Ten was UCLA and that was in the 70s and ucla got 11 guys so i don't know what david braun's gonna do next year because they lose ben bryant who is the guy who who really stirred the drink there you know i think they still have a a senior laden roster but again what he did this year was nothing short of miraculous but i just don't know how they repeat it again but then I, I say that we kept saying that about Fitz, and he, up until about 2019, he had this magic about him. And so I don't know if David Braun has that same, that same mojo. Um, I do think Signetti gets bowl eligible this year, like just their, their non-conference is fairly easy. And then you look at their, their home and away in the big 10 Michigan state. Northwestern away. I think they can beat both of those teams. Although Michigan state, I'll talk about Jonathan Smith in a minute. Um, They also have UCLA away. I think they can beat UCLA. Um, They have Maryland, Michigan, Nebraska, Purdue, Washington at home. Like I think they can win three of those nine games. Yeah. I think Michigan state though, you have, you have the coach, you have the offensive coordinator uh, who's coming over from, uh, from Oregon state. Uh, they get the quarterback, Aiden Killis. Um, they get Joe Rossi out of Minnesota, who I think was an underrated defensive coordinator. I think if you're looking at best construction with a new head coach, like of a program, I think Michigan state is probably the team you're looking out for. I think he's building them the right way. He's got a couple of key guys. I think it's three transfers in particular from Oregon state. Um, that they got, including the quarterback. Um, so I, I like Michigan State. I think probably my my one concern is schedule. You know, going to Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, Oregon, like that's a tough away slate. And I- Illinois, Illinois, and Maryland aren't definitively better. It's just that it's tough to play in Illinois because of the wind. You know that that stadium's a wind tunnel. And Maryland is, you know, they're just up and down. Um, and then their their home slate is, you know, Ohio State and Iowa. Those two are tough. Indiana, Purdue, Rutgers. I think they those are winnable games for sure. But I I think that would be my pick. Would probably be Jonathan Smith.
1: So I'm I'm glad you mentioned the schedule because that kind of brings me to another question, and that is obviously the Big Ten expanded uh, this year, adding the four West Coast teams. How do you feel this is going to impact the Big Ten season? Um, specifically from the, the standpoint of the travel back and forth cross country. Oh, and yeah. you know, where, 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 how do you think that's going to impact the, the teams in the big 10? Uh, well, I think,
3: I think undefeated seasons are going to be a lot harder to come by because if you think about it, it's, I mean, it's tough for a team to travel, you know, for Ohio state to travel. Back to back to say Rutgers and then Michigan, like that—that would be tough. But it's within the same time zone, or I I think is is Michigan Central time zone or Eastern. No,
1: they're Eastern. They're with us.
3: So, like, so you're still within, and even if it's like Illinois Central, like it's not much of a time change. Yeah, Nebraska might be the toughest one, and Iowa, but again, like it's it's not constant. Whereas imagine you, you go to USC and then you come back home and then you travel to the East coast. And then I like, I, I don't think people realize just how much of a toll that is, especially on, on kids who are taking college classes, as much as we talk about NIL and money and, you know, semi-pro there, they still have obligations as students. And so you, that takes a toll on your body, takes a toll on morale. Um, And so I think we're going to see, I think we'll see more upsets. I think we'll see, I think the other thing we'll see is that a lot of this, the difficulty of schedule will dictate who gets in the big 10 championship game more than ever before. So like the past several years, I think if you, even if you look historically with, if you remove divisions, I was thinking about this the other day, I think Iowa would have made the big 10 championship game every year, uh, that they made it with divisions without divisions. Like it's their, their conference that it might, that might not be true for one of the years, but in general, even the West winner, save for a couple of years had a good enough record to at least show up. Now the past couple of years, Ohio state and Michigan have eclipsed everybody else. So I know that that doesn't necessarily work. Um, so I just I just blew a hole in my own argument. never mind. Um, but my, my point is, scheduling will matter a lot more in, in terms of who gets those top two spots. And I, I think that even for Ohio State this year, granted, their schedule is, I think, easier. But like say, I think next year they have Penn State and Oregon and, and Michigan. I forget exactly who they are, but I think they have a much tougher schedule next year. And so even though they have a may, might have the best roster, you gotta go probably no worse than eight and one in conference to get to that title game. Otherwise, you're gonna get squeezed out. And I think that's that's gonna be the reality, is I think you you still might see an Iowa or a Wisconsin sneak in because their schedule might be not as competitive. As say an Ohio State or a USC or an Oregon. <laughs> Guys, Eric,
4: keep there going. was a good. There was a good comment there from Will Buck about uh, the AFC NFC. I don't know if you see that. If you want to put that up, but oh um, yeah, <laughs> just, Zach, just
2: do you want to just talk? go ahead and talk? read it for me, Jr. Because I'm I'm actually working on the uh, the wheel of destiny for someone to win a oh, gift card okay. for a hundred dollars.
4: <laughs> ah. Yeah, there we go. Um, am I entered in that?
2: No, no. However, guys, I will like to say this: I'm I'm not mistaken. We can accept super chats. So if you want to help out, pay for that tonight. Uh, I tell you what: anybody who puts a super chat in tonight will get two entries into the wheel of death. Love it. Ooh. Sound good. Love it. Okay. Um, All right,
4: let's get to Will Buck's point here. He says, eventually I can see this being set up with three or four divisions with playoffs similar to AFC versus NFC. This is a thought that I've had as well, Zach, with a possibility of a power two and kind of like the Big Ten on one side, the SEC on the other side, and kind of like merging into the middle or just the Big Ten has their own playoff, the SEC has their own playoff, and then, you know winners, winners, make it to the national championship game or something like that. I could see something like that happening. Are you of the same mindset or are you kind of like, no, junior you're crazy?
3: (laughs) No, no, no. I, I, I don't think you're crazy. I think as soon as the dominoes fell for USC and UCLA to come to the big 10, that's, that's, I think naturally where it has to head at some point, the two obstacles are, I think the other, power for conferences now like i think the big 12 and the acc are holding on to to hope that they'll survive i don't think they will and i think the ncaa has to they actually have to take ownership and lead and basically say okay conferences you're under our you really are under our jurisdiction now um which knowing the ncaa will be here in 50 years uh ready to go to our graves before we actually get there but I think naturally that's where it has to go. Uh, Otherwise, it's just going to continue to be chaos, and we'll get similar situations to, you know, an undefeated power team getting left out, which is like just so absurd. Um, Yeah, that. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Jr. and Will Buck.
4: Um, and Eric, I wanted to reference something else. We have people in there asking what the heck is a super chat? Bobby?" <laughs> well, it's cause Bobby, yeah. you're on Facebook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're watching. And, if you're watching on YouTube, you can literally donate money to us. Cause you feel sorry for us. <laughs> so, or, or on you on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube right now and you're like, these guys, Eric needs a haircut. He needs a, his hairs are getting a little long. He needs a haircut. You can donate money <laughs> to <it, so>.
1: us. <laughs> Christie's replace his glasses. He left them at the store. You
2: know. Oh no! I did see someone was asking where they were at. So yeah, um, I'm I'm trying to go through, and make sure I don't miss anybody who's commented in the comment section on YouTube. We did get, we did just get our first super chat.
3: Yo, there Yankee, <clears throat> Yankee Wolverine. Thank you. So, that- love you, man.
2: Okay, so, hold Zach- on. Let me let so, make sure so that this is there, good. Eric. Yep, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to make sure I don't lose the hard work I just created here because uh, I typed in all those names. So let's see if I can go back to this and then go to the comments. There it is. Yankee Wolverine. Fi- How does John Kennedy do this? $5 holler from Yankee Wolverine. <laughs> Dude, I, Buckeyes, you guys need to step up. A Michigan guy just gave us $5. Well, he's, you have to, he's You have to read it now, Eric. Great convo, guys. My first time here. Love it. I'm done. Reading. I'll,
3: I'll, I'll say it. Go blue. But I, I don't actually subscribe to that. But for you, Yankee, I, I will
1: say
4: it for you. Wow. Buddy. <laughs> Has his
1: check just bounced, according to Bobby McCormick.
2: Oh, there they are. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. So, hey so, Zach, real quick, one thought before we turn it back over to the Eric and his wheel. Uh, <laughs> you know what? We, we we did away with we did away with the divisions this year. Who's the biggest winners and losers uh, coming out of that?
3: Uh, I think the biggest winners ultimately are Indiana Rutgers and maryland and, and michigan state too the reason why is because they were stuck with the log jam at the top with ohio state and michigan and penn state so every year you know I, what was the narrative with maryland every year beat one of the big three yeah. they're always on the schedule conversely like the west is you know now you are going to play not just one w- a, a number of those big three in the East, but now you got to deal with Washington and Oregon, which by the way, Oregon is assembling it an SEC like. I know people don't like the SEC like team, that reference, but the reality is Dan Landing's an SEC guy and he's building that type of a roster with that type of talent.
1: We would be kind um, of hypocritical saying we don't like SEC type talent, wouldn't we? that's that, this is saying that's 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 fair that's very
2: fair
4: eric threw those other super chats up there i'll read them
2: i'm inside. i'm getting there i'm writing them down so i don't miss uh the putting them up twice we've got we've got larry daniels oh my gosh. larry daniels comes back he says vacate the cheating nest natty so <laughs> there we go so we, they outweighed each other so another five dollar wow. holla from down in florida uh, let's see. That's terrible, John. I don't Kennedy. show he, you,
4: Yankee. Just kidding. We like you. Please come back. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> Speedman 606, a $2 holla. This is a super chat, guys and dolls. Go Bucks. So, Speedman showing us what a super chat looks like there. Uh, hey, hey, look at this $20 from Chris Smith. This might be the most we've ever gotten to do anything in the five years that we've been doing this podcast, Chris. <laughs> Every year I go to get my taxes done, she's like, What did you guys make this year? And I'm like, <laughs> it's like Well, it's a good tax write off, honey.
1: <laughs> but you know what? It's still so much fun to get out there and do it.
2: Oh, yeah. It's insider
4: info, Eric.
2: Yeah, you got JR shows up, and we just, we. Busted yeah. numbers out. and Now we're getting money. Thanks, guys. Show is growing and enjoyable. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate Thank that you, Chris. so much, man. I uh, really do appreciate that. Let me write your name down because you get two as well. And
4: Can Chris get three? That was
2: $20. If Chris gives me another $1.99, I'll give him three.
4: Wow. <laughs> He's almost paid for the gift card all by himself. It's a $100 gift
2: card, oh, bro. I
4: thought it said $25. Sorry. My bad. No, we're giving away $100.
2: <laughs> We're giving away we, – well, we we gave we gave a $25 gift card when we reached 250 subscribers, and that went to a young lady who's never showed up one time or never commented again. Wow. <laughs> and then we gave a 50, $50 gift card away. It went to someone in Michigan who was a Buckeye fan, but they lived in Michigan, and then now we're giving away a $100 gift card, and it only makes sense that we give it to somebody who is in the chat, and I need to make sure I don't miss anybody. So – um, we will make sure that we put all of these people down, and we will make sure and, that and that's good. And an update
1: good. on that, Eric, we're up to a thousand and twenty.
2: All right, cool. We gained three more tonight. <laughs> gained three more tonight. So I love that. That
1: <laughs> <it to>
2: <laughs> <laughs> He would have given more. <laughs> he would have given more money. I was too man, cheap. man <laughs> too cheap. <laughs> That's Chris
1: awesome. You're the best, man. All
2: Um, right, so I, you got it. You got a show here in a couple minutes, Jr. I actually,
4: we're going live at 9:30 tonight. I forgot about that until just now, so I can stay on if you want me on, or I can leave if you
2: want. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. (laughs) Yeah, stay on, man. Zach, Zach, you want to hang around for the second part of the show while you're at it, or you, or you got uh, family things you need to do? I,
3: I mean, you guys are talking defensive uh, depth charts, so I feel like. I'm I'm ready to lay the boom, but they don't want me to lay the boom. So I'll be I'll be here talking about the guys that are going to lay the boom.
2: There okay. you go, there you go, Carl. Hey, my buddy Carl's in the house tonight. He has a question for you, and then he threw. <laughs> all right, all right, hold on. Now hold on, hold on. You you now just, this this is this is good. This is good. Okay. Yes. Carl Hugler, who's my like my my best friend in the whole wide world, has season tickets to Iowa State. Tags me along all the time with him to go to games. I love the man. Uh, he goes to church with he's me. Awesome we see guy. each other on time. Mm-hmm. He says, "This is a this is a uh, a question." I'm guessing for you, Zach. And then he said twenty five dollar. So he's good. <laughs> he, he's not on. He's not on YouTube. He's watching Facebook. Facebook. Man so he's like eric i'll just i'll just spot you 25 bucks next time i see you right
5: <laughs>
2: that's awesome. i love it i love it so zach will the big 10 championship stay in indy
3: so i've heard a lot of smoke that it will rotate in the next few years and i i hate it because one of my favorite things I've gone to two big 10 championship games in Indy and it's, it's drivable from my house. And that was before I met you guys. And I'm like, man, if Ohio state makes it to Indy, I'm like, let's go together. Um, but
2: drive halfway. We'll we'll drive you the rest of the way.
3: Let's do it. Um, but because of the inclusion of the West coast teams, it really does make financial sense to expand it to different stadiums and to rotate and, and not just to the West coast, but you have the East coast as well. I know they've talked, I think, uh, Kevin Warren before he, uh, left his post as big 10 commissioner talked about open air, big 10 championship games, which I'm like, that's a hard pass if it's cold, but I've heard that that's, that's some of the smoke out there is rotating sites from east coast to west coast and you think about it, you've got the new stadium in vegas you have levi uh, i think it's a uh, Levi stadium in san francisco um you have the la stadium uh, san francisco yeah san francisco would make sense with oregon and washington you have seattle you have you have a lot of different areas that you could go so a big, big title I,
1: game in the rose bowl
3: i would totally be down for that And although to be fair, I think the Rose bowl should be the national championship game every year. So I feel like that I would, that would be my number one priority, like Rose bowl national championship every year. But I think my guess, I think the Rose bowl could be a a future big 10 championship game site.
4: I agree with that.
2: Yeah. all right i am i am making sure i've got everybody in here this is great guys hey, you guys have Nicholas made my Quince day a
4: super chat Don't,
2: i know i that, i got it I'm I'm, okay. I'm 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 getting there i'm getting there patient right. patience young padaway you my gosh
1: somebody else, you gotta give somebody what, else what did you just call him
2: here. young padaway or whatever
1: padawan get it straight padaway. <laughs> if, you're gonna, if you're gonna quote it quote it right hey, padaway, i'm not a nerd
2: chris <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, go back to my comments. Nick Quint, super chat, four dollars and ninety nine cents. He's entered in there a couple times now. Um, thank you, Nick. Thank Appreciate you, that, man.
4: Thank you,
1: Nicholas. <laughs> thank you, Jay. You know that's.
2: What are you talking about? Where are we at? I'm way behind here. I <laughs> don't oh, no, want. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, let's do this. Let's go to commercial break real fast. When we come back. It'll be just Chris and I because I'd set it up. I didn't think these two guys would be here. These two guys. This guy and that guy. Um, I didn't think they would be here yet or would, would be leaving. So uh, we're, it'll be just Chris and I when we come back from, from uh, a commercial. We'll give away the gift card, and then we'll come back to all four of us, and we'll continue with this discussion. So here we go. Hang tight, everybody. As soon as it catches up to me, here we are.
6: done.
2: The OHIO podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360 degree high definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at onlinemastermind.com. All right, Chris, I am going to, I, I, I've I got everybody in here. If you gave to a Super, to super Chat, you're in here twice. If you gave, if, you're, if your name is Chris Smith, you're in here three times. All right, <laughs> which is awesome. Thank you, Chris. Here we go. Let's see if this thing works. Cross your fingers to see if this works. We're going to give away a $100 gift card to Amazon. And let's see here. I'm trying to get it to work. Here we go. Spin the wheel. How long should we make the task? Let's go 15 seconds. Let's really make this thing go. Here we go. It's going to go for it. Yeah. Isn't it? Are you, like, mesmerized? He, JR says he's mesmerized. And the winner is Chris, Chris Smith. So, Chris Smith, uh, here's how we're going to do this, Chris. You uh, go ahead and email me uh the podcast at gmail.com the ohio podcast at gmail.com chris email me and i will be able to send you that gift card via email thank you so much guys um for e- each and every single one of you who did this tonight <laughs> i was i was showing my wife uh some of the super chats that um what's what's this thing spin it, spin again. A- spin it again no so he, he doesn't, doesn't it. want it Oh, is that what he's saying? Let the have it. That is super kind of you, man. That's awesome. I'm gonna follow your lead, buddy. I'm I'm not gonna argue with you. Let's try this again, Chris. <laughs> Watch it land on him. Watch it land on him again. <laughs> uh, let's see. Trying. Here we go. Uh, let's make it less this time. Instead of 13 seconds, let's pull it down to 10 and clear winner okay i can do that cool all right we cleared him he's still on there twice though <laughs> <laughs> oh. Carl. so carl when i see you next time instead of giving me 25 bucks i'm going to be giving you a 75 dollars gift card <laughs> That is that is so great. That is so fun. Oh, my gosh. This has been a great show, guys. Um, thank you again so much for each and every single one of you who has um, taken the time to subscribe to our channel. Watch us crazy, crazy Buck fans, Buckeye fans make videos and chat about it, and talk about it. And for all of you who used to listen to just the audio version before we were even on YouTube, thanks again so much for that. Zach, before we get into the depth chart, let everybody know where your awesome pod, where they can find your podcast. It is a great listen, man. If they want to know big 10 football beyond Columbus, Ohio, uh, outside of the big 10 huddle that Jr runs, which I highly recommend. Zach yours, yours is a run in a close second for me.
3: Oh, I appreciate it, Eric. And uh, yeah, Big Ten Football Talk is available on all podcast platforms uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music. Uh, you can find it on YouTube as well. Um, I'm on X and on Instagram, although I'm, I'm much more active on X. Uh, and you can email me at Big Ten Football Talk at gmail.com. One of the things I really love is if you leave a comment or if you leave a review or anything like that, I love integrating it in the show. I love interacting with, with fans. Honestly, one of my great joys has been engaging with fans from Rutgers this year and Illinois and Maryland and just several different fan bases. Uh, it's been really, really, it's just really rewarding. Um, and of course my guy Yankee, uh, we've had a lot of good, uh, conversations over the past few months. So, um, yeah, but that's where you can find me and, uh, yeah, we'd love for you guys to join in and sometimes I have these guys on too, so.
2: Yeah. When I was on your show, Zach, we got, we got wild. We got crazy. <laughs> the we were that wearing was... tinfoil hats. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. I think next was... time you come on, I'm going to actually make a tinfoil hat and wear it during <laughs> that would be great. the
2: show. That would, that would be great. That would be great. How about this? I'm going to do something for, I'm going to do something different tonight. Chris, I want Chris yeah. Smith. I want you to go ahead and, and email me Chris Smith at the Ohio at gmail.com since you since carl gave me 25 bucks and you saved me 25 dollars because now it's gift card 75 i want to send you a free beanie i got a couple left i want to send you a free beanie is my way of saying thank you um i'm not out anything i was going to give away hundred dollars anyway so send me uh your address on uh, uh email me your address so i can send you a free beanie uh it's got our logo on it it's pretty cool uh, as my way of saying thanks for being a good dude uh when i got we got another super chat here before we get in the depth chart and this one zach back to you with fsu going undefeated and possibly coming to the big ten how long till notre dame gets a clue and at least joins a conference if not the big Ten?
3: Oh, right. that's <laughs> i oh that's that's i mean yeah. notre dame is kind of like the unicorn it's like oh they're gonna join the big ten and like we're gonna go to the acc or we're going to have this partnership with the ACC. And it's like, what are you doing? Stop, just stop being dumb. Join the Big Ten. You're in Indiana for crying out loud. If there's any, if there's any team that should join the Big Ten, it should be Notre Dame. And even more so now that USC is in the conference. It's just, uh, so the, the answer is, I, I I mean, I trust Notre Dame about as far as I could throw a leprechaun so
2: <laughs> which one hornswoggle or the one from the movie
3: <laughs> the from the uh we'll go with hornswoggle because he's a little bit tamer um
4: <laughs> did you guys but... see the ones that were dressed up at their recruiting weekend
2: yes <laughs> yeah. that was crazy yeah that was so I, bad to to
3: answer it seriously so vol fanatic show had a great has a great comment here as long as notre dame had their own tv contract they will not join a conference It's between tradition and financial incentive, the only thing that will get them, that that could force them to join a conference is if the NCAA, again, leads, which we know how good they are at that, and says, you cannot compete for a national championship unless you join a conference, which that day will come, but it's I, I think we're talking at least 10, 15 years in the future. What, what do you think the impact would be,
2: though, if um, – I want to answer this question go. real quick. Real quick. Notre Dame is in ACC in basketball. They're in ACC in everything except for football and hockey. Hockey, they are actually in the Big Ten. Look it up. Um, so they – we, I went to the last hockey game we went to. I took a picture and sent it to John Kennedy and said, John, see – You guys do know how to play in a conference. (laughs) No response. (laughs) You didn't take that uh, one
1: live on his show, Eric?
2: I might might do that. I'm I'm crazy like that. Go (laughs) super chat it. Yeah, there you go. Um, All right. Uh, There was this comment that was going to lead us right into our discussion here as we go into overtime. And JR, whenever you got to go, you just peace out. uh, Exit stage left. Yeah, probably about 15 minutes. Okay, we could probably get through it in 15, I'm guessing. Somewhere in here. Someone had a uh, question about Depth Jar. I thought it was Nick Quinn. Here it is. I found it. With the spring game in a, in a couple months, what's your thoughts on how it's going to look with the depth chart? We are going to start with the defense first this week. Let's start up front, guys. I'm just going to give you my two cents, and then we'll go around real quick, and you'll say yes, you agree, or no, you disagree. We'll go, we'll go up front, linebackers, secondary, last. Let's start up front. I've got defensive ends J T T Jack Sawyer, defensive tackles Ty Hamilton, um, and Not Tyleek. He left. Who am I missing? Oh, yeah. Ty 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 Tyleek's back. Hall's Halls left. Yeah, those are my four. JTT, Jack Sawyer, Ty Hamilton, Tyleek. That's my starting four. You guys all agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I would say yes,
1: unless JR's prediction comes true and we get the defensive end from Alabama and you could see (laughs) JTT move inside.
2: Possibility. Backups. I got... Caden Curry, Kenyatta Jackson, Will Smith Jr., Hero Canoe. Keeping in mind this is going into spring. I do think Edric Houston can challenge to get in to get involved in the two deep. Um, yeah. I also think you could see a rushman package since we're a little light on defensive tackles where jt goes gets bumped inside kaden curry goes inside and you got jack sawyer and kenyatta jackson on the outsides on a rushman package
3: yes please yes please yeah.
2: and then yeah. Backups at defensive tackle right now. I have Will Smith Jr. and Hero Kanu, and then I threw Eric Minsa as the uh, third string there, uh, and Dominic Kirks as third string on defensive end. Jr. I'll start with you. You agree, disagree, yes, no, why? Your thoughts, and then Chris, and then Zach, and then we'll start, go to the next position.
4: Yeah, just to be quick. I think Ty- Taiwan Malone might see some time at defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how uh, much, but he would really. I mean, it's possible. I don't know for sure, uh, okay. but I, I just, I don't think he would have came back if there was no prospect of him playing. I mean, he did play some snaps this last year, not a lot, but some, uh, and not just in garbage time. So it's possible. I think it was hard for him to make the body transition from baseball and football to just football. And I think, um, you know, he came in the spring, so he didn't exactly have a whole lot of time to make that transition. So I think after a year in the weight room, he'll be better prepared for that.
1: Okay, Chris. I'm on board with what you got there, Eric. Like I said, the only thing that changes anything for me is if we get the kid from Alabama committed.
2: Okay, Zach.
3: Yeah, I I think agree with everything, and I think Jr. You make a really good point about Malone. There's there is a lot of hype around him when he committed uh, back last year, and so you know I think he's probably still probably in the third third tier of that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a push.
2: Uh, Chris Smith, hero, Canoe makes a big jump this year. Is his prediction. Um, I hope so. Yeah, oh, that would yeah, be great. That'd be big. That'd be he's, big. A re- he's a really good dude, too, and I would like to see that for him. Um, also, uh, what was the other one here? Um, oh, Mitchell Melton. Mm. What do you think? Where are we going to put him?
4: he's more of like a Jack position
2: he's he's in that cowboy. He's what they call it the, the yeah, Jack yeah. it's a it's a defensive end hybrid linebacker that we really haven't seen <laughs> like is, is the Jack the new bullet no the bullet would be more of a safety linebacker, safety linebacker. Well, yeah.
3: well what I mean what I mean by that is like it's the position that everybody was excited about but actually
2: never Yes. Bingo. <laughs> We've got this position to put you this year. Cool. You're never going to play. Oh. Like that That's what it was. Uh uh let's see here. Um let's go to linebacker next. Um this is going to be a little different. We still haven't heard from Tommy yet, although I think he's going going away here. Um I think he's going NFL. Yes.
4: There was an article that said he's coming back. What? That article that Lane Kiffin put out there said Tommy's coming back. I don't believe it, but that's what it said. I'll try to find it.
3: Would would this be his sixth? It'd be a sixth year. Well, I was going to say technically him and Cade Stover could come back, but I don't think
4: Stover's coming back. No, I think Cade moved on.
2: Um, I'll try to find
4: it. You go ahead and talk, Eric.
2: Okay. Here's my prediction. Stunny Styles is going to go to linebacker. Cody Simon is going to take the place of Tommy unless Tommy comes back for some reason. And C.J. Hicks is going to be that um, first guy in. If they need three linebackers, he's in and possible the bullet, as we were talking about. Um, I also think Gabe Powers is probably the first middle linebacker off the bench. Um, if if uh, something were to happen to Cody Simon and then of course Peyton Pierce the the freshman is on the two deep as well this is by far the uh, least amount of guys we have on a position is at linebacker so if Tommy comes back does that mean Cade's coming back
1: oh good god let it happen <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's let it
1: happen
4: <laughs> it it says and i don't have any other Things that he said incorrect. I mean, he got Bryson Rogers right, the Bryson Rogers coming back, but Noah Rogers left. He says other NFL ready players that decided to return to Ohio State include linebacker Tommy Eikenberg, and then he names Donovan Jackson, Tyleek Williams, Latham Ransom, Jack Sawyer, and JT Tuimulowowow. So. He met Cody Simon. But was Cody Simon NFL ready? No, but. I just. He was
3: he was nfl ready in the sense that he was he was eligible, eligible.
4: oh okay
2: okay sorry I, that's my I guess that. i just i would be you th- you thought guys shocked think too you yeah. think i was he, shocked friday night if if we if if those two guys run it back
3: the the lantern there's an article in the lantern that says that tommy Eichenberg has accepted uh an invite to the 2024 Senior Bowl, which means he, he will forego any remaining college abil- uh, eligibility.
2: You could accept an invite and then say, No thanks, Felicia, I'm going to stay. I mean, <laughs> you, could, you could do that, but man, that's crazy. That's crazy, dog. Uh, going around on my linebacker posi- uh, position, JR, you downed the clown with Sonny Styles going to LB.
4: Yes. Sonny Styles is about the same. And I think Jay was actually saying it earlier. He's about the same size as Michael Parsons. Um, So I understood the Sonny Styles experiment last year uh, at safety, but I think he is more of a linebacker type. And I think that he's going to be better suited for possibly being around the line of scrimmage more. Um, But I'm interested to see what happens with CJ Hicks. I think Cody Simon is uh, for sure that that middle linebacker. Um, And I think we'll see Sonny Styles slash CJ Hicks in some kind of will linebacker, Jack position type role. I don't know exactly what that'll look like, but we need to get CJ Hicks on the field. I think.
2: Chris.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um, You know, I I think that obviously Cody and Sonny are our starters, but uh, you know, know, CJ, I'm with JR has to see the field. We have to see what we've got there because that, and if he doesn't see the field, he's seeing the portal. I truly believe that. Zach? Yeah, I th- I think the the the
3: intrigue with CJ I mean he played a bit in the uh, Cotton Bowl and I was I was really shocked um at how he struggled in that game and so I I think sonny styles going to linebacker i thought he ha- he had some struggles as well at the safety position so i think it makes sense for Sonny to go to go down with his size but man i i would love to know why or how we can use cj hicks in a helpful role moving forward uh,
2: my prediction is that at that, that cowboy position move him down move them down and let him be a, a third down blitzer <laughs> Move him around the field and just yeah. make things super simple for him. See ball, get ball, go kill quarterback.
3: Yeah. What we should have done with Baron Browning.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Bingo. Bingo. All right, let's do cornerback next because I think this is super easy. Denzel Burke <laughs> and Davis and Nosen. Yes. Okay. Good. Moving on. <clears throat> Jermaine or Matthews. The nickel. Yeah. Uh, well, I I throw that more to the safeties. Oh, okay. Is what I do. Um. But Not I true. yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Jermaine Matthews Jr. and Lorenzo Styles Jr. starting off here this spring, and the two deep. Aaron Scott, Jr. Uh, Aaron Scott, and Bryce West um, pushing those two for playing time. It's going to be hard to supplant Jermaine Matthews Jr. But if I'm Lorenzo Styles Jr., if you, they don't see big gains, those two guys are going to get on the field this year. Yeah. Chris, you're up first.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. This is a uh... Obviously, you know, the starting guys, they were awesome last year. Uh, I can't say enough about, you know, what Denzel Burke did, what Igbenosan brought, the physicality he brought to that secondary. Uh, and then after that, I think I think you're spot on with who's starting out there in the second, uh, the two deep. Because I think Matthews, man, it's hard to keep him off the field because when he got on the field, he made plays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think those three are definitely locked in. This is a make-it-or-break-it year, I think, for Lorenzo Styles Jr. Uh, because he could very easily get lost with these two young guys coming in uh, behind the, the freshmen that are coming in because they're phenomenal athletes, phenomenal players. Yeah, So he's got to go out there and really show something.
2: Oh, uh, JR, I skipped you accidentally. Go for it.
4: Oh, you're fine. Uh, no, I completely agree with everything Chris said. I have no issues
2: there. And what you said. Zach? Yep. You know. All right, now for fun, safety. I agree with you, uh, Jr. Jordan Hancock in the slot, slot corner slash uh, nickel safety. Um, I got Lathan Ransom and Caleb Downs as my strong and, and free. Um, I also think the two deep is Jihad Carter, Malik Hartford, and if I'm not mistaken, Court Williams is back too. Is he not?
1: Oh I wow! So. Yeah, he's, he's what a 14th year senior. <laughs>
2: well, he's been he's been gray shirted. He's been COVID. Yeah, I know.
1: He's, he's had some serious medical issues along the way. Yeah,
2: so. yeah. So that that's tremendous depth with Jihad Carter and Court Williams and Malik Hartford, Your first three off the bench. Yes, that's incredible. Okay, and then we've got the freshman Garrett Stover moving to safety, Leroy Leroy Roker and Jalen McLean. As your as your three deep, I do believe they move Garrett Stover to safety, unless there's an injury at linebacker and they bring him up into the LB position. Jr, your thoughts?
4: I I think we have enough depth at linebacker. We have Gabe Powers as well. We were just mentioning C.J. Hicks. I think we have enough depth at linebacker that if something does happen there, um, Peyton
2: Pierce that, as well. The freshman, yeah, Peyton
4: Pierce. I I think Stover will probably stay in the safety room, but but it's a I would not be surprised to see it.
1: Yeah. I'm not surprised by anything that this, uh, coaching staff does anymore when it comes to moving people around, because honestly, for the most part, you know, as critical as I've been in certain aspects, when they move players around, it tends to work. So that wouldn't surprise me all that much, but you know what, that being said, I think Eric, you're spot on. Uh, the only th- the only thing I'm going to do is as somebody who sells jerseys, can I make a request that, uh, Garrett Stover wear the number eight. It's going to make my life a lot easier. <laughs> you,
2: you got some in stock, huh?
1: We still have some in stock, yeah.
2: Nice. That would, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? That would, Someone sent him I, an email. I, would, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't be against being 20, Stover 2.0. I mean, I think that would be fun, too. Um, although his his older cousin Cade might be like, no, you're not. <laughs> Can you imagine the uh, turkey bowl when those kids were growing up on Thanksgiving when oh, the family man. got together? Oh boy, there had to be some serious fights going on, man. I love it. That would—that's yeah. a fight I would not want to be a part of. Oof! <laughs>
1: not not since feet. the not since the Bosa turkey bowl have we seen seen <laughs> such family violence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shoot, uh, Zach, you're up. So I I agree
3: with with. Your assessment. Here's my, it's talking about jerseys. So on, on my show, Eric, when you were on, I had mentioned mentioned my, my block O candidate would be Jack Sawyer. I have a second idea, which is Court Williams. Cause I feel like that man has been the epitome of a Buckeye and I would love nothing more than for him to have like an all American season and like come back from injury. But I also know that You don't keep Caleb Downs off the field. You don't keep Latham Ransom off the field. But, like, he has been – I mean, he's had so many injuries, and yet I feel like he's been talked about so – he's been so well-spoken of on and off the field by coaches, by teammates. He's been in the program for a long time now. I I feel for that man, and I want him to be recognized.
4: It's like Cam Babb.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Um, I asked someone to remind me if they were the ones – I can't remember again now, guys. I'm sorry. I'm getting old. I'm getting some timers. Who it was that called this defense generational? And they pointed out that I stole it from them, which is true because I wasn't was the Nick? first one. No, I don't think so. Anyways, if that was you – I think it was Jake. might have been Jake Detweiler. Jake Detweiler. I think it was, I, I think it was him. If they, anyways, if that was you, let me know in the chat if you're the one who came up with that because that's how we're gonna finish this this podcast tonight. Is this defense generational? Yes or no, and why? Nick Quinn said it, it. Oh, it wasn't me. Nick said it wasn't me. I I, I think it. I think it was who he mentioned. Is this defense generational? Yes, no, or why? Jr. You're you're up first.
4: Well, I just think we have to see it. I think they have yeah. every possibility to be generational. Um, and I would not be surprised at all if, if my friend Jake, uh, I don't know if I ever told you guys that <laughs> my very first time being on. I, I knew Jake from high school and uh, he texted me after he was like, dude, I didn't know you were. On. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think, <clears throat> I think yeah. they could very likely be generational um, if they're going to be generational. They need to show it against uh, the
2: team up north. Stu says I need to be more specific. Really? G- generational good or bad. I think we're talking about good here, bro. I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there, there's your clarification, Stu. Yeah. Chris generational good. Yes. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll
1: tell not? you what, I think without a doubt it has the talent to be, mm-hmm. uh, but like Jr. said, I think we need to, to actually see it on the field. Um, Man, with all the talent they've got coming back, I really hope that we see Jim Knowles just unleash the beast this year and just go wild. I mean, this this is a team that should be getting, you know, honestly, this is a team that should have at least 50 sacks minimum. This is a team that should be getting turnovers and scoring points on defense with all this talent. Mm -hmm. This is the type of defense that should go out and – with an average offense win a national title it is that it has the potential to be that good, but we need to see it on the field. Yeah. Zach. Yeah. It's a hard,
3: it's a hard question because if you look at statistically the Ohio state, I think was the best rated defense by the end of the season. And yet I felt like, you, if you go back to the Michigan game, the Notre Dame game, even facets of the, of the Rutgers game, you saw them get pushed around at times. And I know there were injuries and whatnot, but my my can I think the secondary? I thought the secondary was elite last year. Uh, and I think until Lathan Ransom went out, I think the current iteration of the secondary is better. You know, Downs makes it better immediately. Um, I'm still a little worried about the front seven or front six. Um, I think the linebackers have a lot of potential, but I I think they were good, not great last year. I thought at times they were not gap sound. And then I thought the front four, as as heralded as they've been, you know, you look at the second halves of those games with Michigan and, and Notre Dame and you're like, for an elite defense, you should not be getting pushed around like this. Um, and that's my concern is we have a lot of the same guys back minus Mike Hall. I'm like, all right, are you guys going to be able when the chips are down, instead of letting Blake Corum run on you for 25 yards, you shut him down. And that's, that's my big question is, can they do that? And I don't know yet.
2: Um, all right, let's see here. I want to answer two more things. Um, Will Buck?
4: I uh, I gotta get going, Eric. See you,
2: Denzel. buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate see you, it. JR. Go, everybody, go hop on his show after we're done here in just a couple minutes. Will Buck's question. I hope so. But who is a elite superstar besides possibly Downs? Uh, Denzel Burke's a top ten pick right now. If he would have went, he would yeah, been, been a first round pick. And he's yeah. going to be projected as a top ten pick. In the NFL draft next year the first corner off the board so I think he's elite I also believe that if if a Jack Sawyer can play consistently next year all year like he played in those last two games he was on the field Jack Sawyer is going to be an elite defensive end which answers your other question that you hope there's a pass rush up front um so those are my takes and then there's one more here from Stu that I want to address John Cooper wasted a lot of talent too you are correct Yes. And, mm-hmm. and that is my biggest fear. We are going to find out this year if truly Ryan Day is John Cooper 2.0, because if he does what happened in 96 or help me out here what was the other years, 94, uh, 95, 95, 96, 98, where basically got, the 90s, Eric, <laughs> just about. <laughs> Where you've got the best roster in college football and you stub your toe in a game that you have no business stubbing your toe in, either against that team up north or like even Sparty that one year in, was it 96? Um, Then you're John Cooper. That's who you are. So you are right, Stu. You are absolutely right. That is my biggest fear. But we're going to find out. We're going to get that question answered this year. But I at least want to say this. I don't think Ryan Day can screw up the defensive side of things here. I don't think Jim Knowles will let letting bingo. I think Jim Knowles is, is just by far one of the most sound consistent, um defensive coordinators. He doesn't get, he's right here all the time. Doesn't yep. get too excited. Doesn't get too low stays consistent, but in practice, this guy is insane and they, and those players play like it. So, Absolutely, Jay, just pick a year in the 90s, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Bobby McCormick says, I think OSU breaks the record for first-round picks next year. Boy, that would be something, wouldn't it? They would have the team, especially if Tommy or Cade were to come back. My gosh. Uh, Real quick as we go on our way out here, glad to be on all best listeners out there. Thank you, JR, for coming on. We do appreciate that. Go check out his show, uh, The Big Ten Huddle, which will be starting here in just a few minutes. Yeah. Stu, you're right, man. You're right. Painful waste. It was. It hurts. The 90s. Mm-hmm. That guy down there is still traumatized by it, man. Still. I think most of us are. Uh, there's a couple more I wanted to uh, – You know, can,
1: uh, I, can I throw something out of the dress? Something about the defensive ends, Eric? Go for uh, it. You know, they talked about the defensive end pressure. Um, you know, as, as Zach mentioned, I think that we are elite in the back end of our defense this year, uh, even more so than we were last year. We struggled at times with some safety play last year. I truly feel that with what we've got back there this year, it's going to allow our defensive ends to just pin their ears back and go. I truly do because we've got guys who can cover man-to-man one-on-one and just let the defensive ends go to town. And I think that's what we're going to see.
2: Awesome. Speedman606, great show, guys. So happy I stumbled upon your show. Liked and subscribed, OH. Night, y'all. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. That's awesome. That's fantastic. We appreciate you uh, joining in with us tonight. That was awesome. Oh, Doug. <laughs> Hold on here. There's another one here before we get to whatever Doug put. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, you know, Brian I'm Leo Burst, best Ohio show around. Appreciate that, Brian. One of our longtime listeners. All right, here we go. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: I can't put what do you, that on. Yeah, you can't put that on. What do you do I, with that, Eric?
2: Let it go. <laughs> go look at go look at the chat if you're watching this on review, everybody, because <laughs> cannot put that on here. We uh we, we have are a fam- family
1: friendly show.
2: We have a family-friendly rating and we want to keep it that way. Uh, so that's uh Yep, Doug, um uh, all I gotta say is roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, one more time. Where can everybody find the Big Ten Football Talk podcast? Yep. Uh,
3: Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts, YouTube. And then find us again on Instagram and X and email me, BigTenFootballTalk at gmail.com. So thanks again for having me yep. on. It's been a blast.
2: Um, so real quick, guys, um, we have to change our intro now as well because – for copyright reasons so I actually got permission for from the uh, dead Uh they have a song out there if you guys know who they are they have a song out there called ohio and they're like dude take it it's perfect for you so uh, that is gonna be our intro show but I need your help I need all of you to email me pictures of yourself your family your loved ones your friends doing the ohio together And uh, email that to me at theohiopodcast at gmail.com, theohiopodcast at gmail.com. We want to put those pictures in our intro. We want our listeners and fans who are here and contribute uh, to be a part of that intro. So do me a favor, email that to me. We've had a lot of good ones already from our social media accounts where we put this out. But I wanted to make sure that you all knew that as well. Throw me a picture soon of you, your friends, your loved ones doing OHIO and send that to theohiopodcast at gmail.com. And we're going to get you put on our intro and the Dead Schimbechlers will be rocking your earbuds to start the show every single week here very, very soon. Guys, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much, chat. Thank you for each and every single one of you who donated to the Super Chat. I have no idea what total that was, but that was was sweet. That was awesome. Uh, So... Really, really appreciate that. And uh, we're going to do it all again next week, next Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, right here on YouTube, Facebook, X. That's where you can find us, Rumble. We highly recommend you go to YouTube, if at all possible, so you can participate in Super Chats as well. Unless you're just like my my buddy Carl, and just next time you see me, he just slaps me a five, a $25 high five. But uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. All right. Be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH. Sing Carmen Ohio with all your heart. Oh. oh Zach?
3: Come so on, I on. I didn't know, I didn't know what we were doing. IO. <laughs> Go Bob. I'm a little behind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no problem, brother.
6: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
5: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.